Welcome to the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast, Watkins Glen Xfinity Series. Let's just do a quick look at who has been running well at the road courses this season. We can also see on your screen who ran well last season. We're looking at real rating, which is my own proprietary comprehensive synthesis of drivers, lap-by-lap data. And we're going to look specifically at what they have done lap-by-lap at the road courses. Instead of looking at every single race and looking at every single lap, which you can do if you have access to the Fantasy NASCAR spreadsheet, which you can get at racefortheprize.com. Click on that red box at the top right. Take you to patreon.com slash DFS. Contribute to the cause. And you can get access to the spreadsheet and you can go through every single lap. You can track what every single driver does. You can go as deep as you want. But maybe you don't have time to go as deep as you want. And so that's why I created Real Rating to synthesize the data to make it quicker and easier for you to build fantasy NASCAR lines. But here it is. I mean, here's Indianapolis. You want to look at exactly when guys pit, where they come out, how the you know, early pitting works at the road courses. It's all there. You can dive into it. You can get a really good idea. Even if you don't want to go through every single lap, you can look like right here and see, all right, here's the results from Indianapolis. A.J. Allmendinger wins. Bowman second. Allgaier third. So we've got the finishing order. And then we can look and see, well, are there any surprises? Yeah, same mayor a little bit. And you can look through the data and you can look through the notes and try to explain, well, there's a reason why he didn't get very many top five laps. But not really a surprise. He finished eighth. He ran, Actually, this is a little disappointing. He ran the fifth most laps, 79% of the race inside the top ten. You'd expect him to do a little bit better, but hey, whatever. Maybe he lost some spots at the end of the run. That's up to you if you really want to dive into that. Maybe that's not your bag, baby. Maybe you're more of a guy that says, I ain't got time for that. It's Saturday. I got to mow the yard. I got to drink some some nooners. I got some seltzer on ice. Maybe I'm already sipping on them. And maybe I'm already a little loose. And I don't got time to go through the lap while I'm dating. It's fine. That's why Real Rating is there. Makes it quick, easy for you to identify who looks good at Watkins Glen. So this is an early week look. Hopefully I can roll out some more Watkins Glen Xfinity Series podcast later in the week. Spreadsheet's going to be there for you guys to use. Brandon will have his podcast. Brandon's got the Discord. He'll do a live show more than likely. And when he does those live shows, maybe you don't want to put 30 bucks in the kitty and subscribe to the spreadsheet. Maybe you just can't do it right now. That's fine. Watch his live show. It's free. And one of the things that you can do during your live shows, give him a super chat. Throw five bucks his way. He'll throw a couple bucks my way. So jump in there. If you can't contribute, you don't want to do Patreon, get the credit card out, or the PayPal out, or the Venmo out. Well, jump into YouTube, watch his live show, chat it up, tear it up, shred it up, throw a super chat his way. We appreciate it. Kyle Larson probably not going to be in this race. He could be. I wouldn't put him in this race. Why? I mean, he won the Cup Series race last season. Does he really need the reps? He might. I'm pretty sure, though, that there will be that additional Hendrick car running in the Xfinity Series. We've seen it at every road course. So far, it's been Bowman at Coda. He nearly won. Kyle Larson at Road America. You can see the perfect rating. He nearly won. He was going to win, get a late race caution, and then Ty Gibbs just straight out passes him at the end. Better car. I wouldn't say better driver, but hey, Ty Gibbs won. That's a that's a big deal. When you pass 
Kyle Larson cleanly for a win. Come on now. Especially with the baggage that he had been dealing with. Ty Gibbs proving like, hey, I can pass clean, boys. Watch out. Um, Road America. And then at Indy, Bowman back in the car, as we just noted, finished second. Maybe Byron will get a chance here at Watkins Glen. I don't know. I can't imagine that Chase Elliott would race in the Xfinity Series. He doesn't need any more reps at Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen is maybe one of Chase Elliott's, if not his best track. Honestly, Larson doesn't need the reps. Elliott doesn't need the reps. Bowman has already got plenty of reps. Maybe it'll be Bowman again. I would be interested to see if Byron jumps into it. I don't know. It's too early. We don't have an entry list yet. But whoever is in that car, you're probably going to want to roster. Maybe it's going to be some road ringer. There are. This is early in the week. But there are a lot of real. I mean, Kimi Raikkonen is going to be in the race. Joey Hand has been really good in solid Rick Ware equipment. The road ringers, now they're not knocking the walls down. The road ringers are not jamming their way into the top 10, but they have looked good on the track. Whether they're getting really good finishes in the Cup Series, the Road Raiders have stepped up, and I think they have better equipment. Also, with the parity in the equipment, either way, it's kind of exciting. It's good. It's not like the old days, but it's also not like recent times where these Road Ringers were just awful and dead. Now, I'm saying that because maybe... We're going to see some of them will jump in the Xfinity Series. We get Road Ringers in the Xfinity Series. There will be some. But maybe possibly we get a good Road Ringer in good equipment. Don't rule that out. Again, I don't know if Cole Custer will be in this car. Cole Custer at Coda, pretty solid. And at Road America, pretty solid. Solid at Coda the year before. And right here, if you're looking at the spreadsheet, what I did here is looking at all of Pretty much all of the road course races. I mean, I think this draws all the way back to like 2014 for some drivers. Obviously, a lot of these guys weren't in the Xfinity Series in 2014. A lot of these guys might not have been in middle school in 2014. So, and you can see that, right? Kyle, um, internet, well, let me just go ahead and explain all these dogs. We'll start with this one on the right. This is looking at all the data and counting all of the road course races. A.J. Allmendinger has been in 20 Xfinity road course races, probably more. He may have been in some Xfinity series races that I'm not completely pulling from. I don't think so. I think that's pretty accurate. 14 for Custer, 10 for Austin Hill, 21 for Gregson. Justin Allgaier has competed in 30. That's a useful data point. When you have raced 30 Xfinity road course races and Sam Mayer has only raced in eight of them, there is a bit of a disparity in experience. You've got to like that, especially when a large portion of those 30 road course races for Algar were with the same crew chief in Jason Burdett. So that's what that one is. Simply here, I'm ranking average. Now, the average is pulling from these four columns, and these four columns are what is your best ever road course finish? Kyle Larson's second in the Xfinity Series from the data that I'm pulling from. What is your second best finish? Third. What is your third best? 15-27. And so you can see Almendinger. Okay, what's your best? One, 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 one. Pretty impressive, right? Ty Gibbs, three wins. And so then right here, we average them out. 
what are your four best results, what is the average, and then just rank the drivers just a quick and easy way. Trying to make it quick and easy to synthesize the data, help you build some Watkins Glen lineups. I would encourage you to go much deeper and be more comprehensive, but you don't have to. Maybe you're just trying to have fun. Maybe you're not taking Watkins Glen too seriously. And, you know, in the Cup Series, there's definitely – I mean, I think the Cup Series, Watkins Glen could typically just be Watkins Glen. It's not, you know, mayhem in turn one like we witnessed at, uh, <laughs> at Indianapolis. And Sonoma has, you know, been pretty technical and normal, boring, if you want to say it, where the results at Sonoma and Watkins Glen, at least in the Cup Series, they're not that crazy. But these other road courses, because it turns into like plate track, plate track light, I don't. I, I mean, I don't blame you if you say, "Well, I just want to go light on the research because this could be mayhem." Watkins Glen probably won't play out like that. Watkins Glen, high speed road course, favors equipment. There are some tricky spots. You can have some chaos, but it's not very likely. It's nothing like Indianapolis. Nothing like some of these very highly technical road courses with turns just asking for wrecks or bad road courses like the Roval just asking for messes and mayhem because the track is just not built for stock car road course racing. Watkins Glen's not like that. Watkins Glen, high speed, favors the equipment, favors the big dogs. They'll get spread out. There shouldn't be too much mayhem. So it's not necessarily going to be play track light. Maybe you want to dig deeper into the stats, but maybe you don't. Don't blame you. And so that's why we've got our real rating to look at. Almendinger's third on the board, but we all know he's number one. There's no doubt that he's number one. They didn't really have a very good cart road in America, but it was really good. And, and they called it out. He called it out. He didn't really have a good cart Portland. I'm not putting Portland in here. Maybe I should. Maybe I will change my mind and put Portland in here. But I just don't like using Portland as a reference point this season. It was the first time that they had ever raced there. It was raining. It was mayhem. It was chaos. So some drivers are going to have some really low scores. I just don't like using that Portland data point. I don't mind you going back and using the spreadsheet and looking at what happened to Portland. Maybe there are some takeaways, but if we're averaging out data, I'm not sure that I really want that to factor into averages. One takeaway from Portland, Ty Gibbs was good. All right. He is a great road course racer. A.J. Almanier battles back and wins. I'll take that as well. These other things, I just don't know. Look at all this place differential. And I don't want to overreact to all this place difference. It's definitely always a possibility that you're going to get big scores at a road course via place difference. There's just a few laps. you got to score one way or the other. And if we dial down the fast laps and lap sled points, then it's finishing position, place difference. It doesn't always mean that there's going to be place differential. But when you get you know, wrecked out cars and, and such and weather playing a factor, you know, like Creed and Austin Hill – were very good in that race, but they ran into issues. Hill still got the finish, but Creed was going to win that race. And then Creed, the weather had gotten better at that point. He ends up finishing, what did he finish? 32nd? All right, I'm spending way too much time talking about Portland. Let's just quickly review drivers that we should 
be considering in the upcoming Watkins Glen Xfinity Series race. As always, racefortheprize.com, patreon.com slash DFS. And I'll need to tell you about A.J. Omni here. I shouldn't need to tell you about Austin Hill. Look at these numbers for Austin Hill. And as I just showed you, he had a good race at Portland as well when he finished third. Austin Hill is the most underrated driver that I can remember. And I'm talking Truck Series, Cup Series, Xfinity Series. You tell me right now, listener, at home, or mainly on your phone is what the data says. That's why I try to make the cells bigger because as big as I can without, you know, not being able to fit anything on the screen. Because most of you watch on your phone or you're probably just plugged in and driving in your car, which is fine as well. Who is more underrated? Who is more overlooked than Austin Hill? He's not flashy. He's not entertaining. He's not even really someone that you have fun rooting for. But he just keeps getting better at every possible racetrack. And I say this over and over and over. And I write this in my free DK Nation article over and over and over. And it's important. It's worth mentioning. He's won everywhere. He's won at plate tracks, intermediate tracks, short tracks, dirt tracks, and road courses. And he's done it in both series. He is impressive. Give the guy some credit. RCR is maybe not the best organization. Maybe we give Richard Childress a little too much grief at times. And a lot of that has to do with Austin Dillon and Ty Dillon getting promoted and silver spooned all the way up. And if you take away the Austin Dillon and the Ty Dillon situation, most racing fans would view Richard Childress in a much more favorable light. And this TV show with Austin Dillon sure isn't helping any at all. Not helping Dillon's image. It's not helping Richard Childress's image. It's not good. It was a terrible decision. You know what? They're always going after that bag. As if Austin Dillon doesn't have enough money already. Trying to secure the bag even further. Here they go. But really, if you were to imagine that Austin Dillon didn't exist, and Ty Dillon to a lesser extent, although Ty really hasn't uh, tarnished the name, although he really hasn't embellished or or helped the name whatsoever. But if you were to take those two out of the picture, how would you view Richard Childress? Probably differently. One of the things that Richard Childress has done right he seems to be a really good talent evaluator. Pulled in Tyler Reddick, didn't he? Now, he has lost Tyler Reddick, but he saw something, brought him in, and they won the Xfinity Series Championship. And it wasn't just they all oh, well, they won at Homestead at the end. Tyler Reddick was good that entire season. He held his own and battled against Christopher Bell. Battled against Cole Custer. That was an excellent, excellent, excellent season in 2019 in the Xfinity Series. 2018 was great as well. 2019 was better. Childress saw it. Childress immediately took him up to cup. And now look at what Reddick's doing now. And Reddick obviously is gone. But here's another example with Austin Hill. They brought in Austin Hill from Hattori in the Truck Series. The kid didn't have any sponsors. The kid doesn't have, he isn't marketable at all. There is no image you can sell. This is Noah Gregson with family money. You know, in a Bass Pro Shop deal. This isn't Daniel Hemrick with the Poppy Seed Bank or whatever. Stay out, don't fall asleep in the Poppy Seeds. Austin Hill is just Austin Hill. Similar to how Tyler Reddick was just good. And children said, whatever. They ain't got to ride it. Junior Motorsports, the kids got talent, bring him in. 
Austin Hill. Childress knew. Look, he's got talent. Get him out of that Toyota. Get him out of Toyota. Bring him in. And he has looked good. He is the dark horse candidate to win the championship. Huh? Yes. He's alive and well. There's a plate race in the playoffs. Austin Hill, pretty good plate racer. There's the Roval in the playoffs. Austin Hill, pretty good road course racer. Look at the data. I like him. like him a lot. Very encouraged by that. Um, do I have the truck data here too? Truck Series 20th, 19th, 18th. I don't have 2021 Truck Series data. I should put that in because that's when he won. He's, he won at Watkins Glen last year, right? <laughs> he won the truck race at Watkins Glen. I don't think he's going to be able to defeat A.J. Allmendinger. I don't think he's going to be able to defeat whoever is in that Hendrick car. But if we're saying who's number three, it's close between Hill and Gibbs. Now, there will probably be an Arca race. And has he ever – that's something to look up later in the week. Has Gibbs competed in an ARCA race at Watkins Glen? I bet probably has. And if he hasn't, I imagine he's going to do a little double dipping this weekend. He'll do some double dipping. And maybe that boosts him over here. I don't know. That's a good showdown. That's a good battle. It's early in the week. That's going to be a fun one to debate. But we'll get to see what goes on with the ARCA stuff. We'll get to see what goes on with practice laps. We'll get to see where the starting position is. That's a fun conversation. Gregson, not bad. Pretty good. Um, he's always just top five. He's never really contending for the win. Nothing against him. He's just not better than A.J. Allmendinger. He's not better than whoever the ringer is at the moment. And a lot of times at Watkins Glen, because it's just Cup Series and Xfinity Series, even though we got Truck Series last year, not this year, because they went to Mid-Ohio, we usually get like, – well, I don't know that. I mean – I wouldn't be surprised to see a top dog from Kyle Bo- or from from JGR go down. We used to always get that. Kyle Busch liked running at Watkins Glen in the Xfinity Series. Would not be surprised to see that happen. It's early in the week. Don't have the entry list. I'm sure it's announced somewhere if we look it up. We used to get Logano or Kozlowski in the Penske car. There isn't a Penske car anymore. I don't know what they're going to do. Penske loved to run the Xfinity race in Watkins Glen with one of their top cup drivers. Are they going to put them in some kind of quasi-Ford? I don't know. We will see. But if one of those guys is in the race and it's a car that we can depend on with a decent crew chief, then I would elevate them above Gregson easily. And so, again, it's nothing against Gregson or his equipment. And I think you can say the same thing for Allgaier, although I like Allgaier a little bit more. Now, his wins were layup wins. And he won it mid-Ohio in 2019, or was it 18? I believe it was 2018. But that was because, and that was Austin Cendrick's race to win. But because of the way the caution cycled out, and we had a couple restarts at the end, he had a tire advantage, and he was able to blow by Austin Cendrick. And that was a very soft field. Mid-Ohio, notorious. I mean, Mid-Ohio Road America, always the softest field. Those are off weeks, at least in the past they were. Now Road America is a two-cup or it's a cup race weekend. If they still do Road America, looks like they might be losing a race. But the two easiest wins on the season, or at least road course-wise, was always Road America, Mid-Ohio, because it was the softest. And those are where he won. He won at Road America as well. Now he did beat, you know, Christopher Bell and the like. And Christopher Bell's win was 
We could see Christopher Bell in this race. Now I think about it. That would be interesting. That would be intriguing. I would like to see Christopher Bell be in the JDR car. Christopher Bell won at Road America one year, too. I mean, hell, even Jeremy Clement won at Road America one year. That was an interesting into a race. You can pull that one up, Google it, watch it on uh, YouTube. Fun times to be had. These guys are fine. All three, I mean, there's your JRM cars. All sandwiched together, all right behind this year, behind the guys that have been better. But look, Austin Hill is better than all four of these drivers. It's impressive. Sheldon Creed has been good. I want to say Sheldon Creed almost won at Bowmanville one year. I think in 2019, Brett Moffat, I believe, ultimately won that race. But I think he had a solid performance in Canada. Let me look. I believe I've got that data. No, he well, he did win it, the DRC. That was a dominant performance, too. Remember Daytona Road Course, COVID era, no one knew what the hell we were doing. We'd never raced there before. It's like, all right, let's see how this goes. And he goes out and is incredibly strong. And I believe that was his first win. And he, I remember at the interview, he's like, Man, I tear up a lot of shit. It's good to get in this win. And then he started rolling off win after win, had good close of the season, doesn't get the championship, but Baseball. No, did he? He did win the championship. That's when he had fresh tires and flew through the field at the end of Phoenix. And there's there's that fourth place finish at Bowmanville that I was talking about. Good. Uh, Austin Hill's better. All these guys are better. It's still good. Riley Herbst has been a pretty solid road course racer as well. Solid though, right? Six seven seven seven. Solid, but not great. Alex LeBay, we're all familiar with Alex LeBay now. Whether you've got a flow racing account and you're watching the Pinty series, like me, but LeBay in the Pinty series at Trois Rivières. I don't know, I can't do all the French, but strong road course background, and he has exhibited. And the Mario Goslin cars have been really good. Ross Chastain was very strong at Indianapolis. I believe he earned their best finish ever. They were also really strong at Coda. I just don't think they got exactly the finish that they deserved at Coda, if I remember correctly. Either way, Gosson cars are always kind of right there, but they definitely have improved in taking a step forward at the road courses. I mean, look, 29 laps inside the top five for Ross Chastain in a Gosselin car, fourth most. He was in the top five more than Riley Herbst and basically a Haas car, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson, Alex LeBay. I mean, Alex LeBay. How about that? Pretty solid performance. And you shouldn't be surprised to see LeBay's numbers. What was really surprising was that LeBay was incredibly cheap in the last race. That was mind-boggling. I don't know what they're doing. They priced, Now, when they priced LeBay up in the past... A lot of times it was because we had the preset qualifying and they knew LeBay was starting like 28th, and so it made sense to jack his price up. Well, now you don't know where LeBay is going to start, so they had to create a price, and they aired on the side of caution, and I think they were way too low last time. And you can see the performance. I mean, if you were to say 11th best driver in terms of real rating, so his salary should reflect that he is the 11th best. That's not going to happen. I guarantee his salary will be put him in the middle of the field at more than likely in the middle, 20th. Sammy Smith was in that race. Maybe we'll see Sammy Smith again. Yikes. It wasn't bad. 
He was in. Uh, we'll see. Same thing was at Road America. We'll see what we get in terms of JGR rental. Josh Berry dicing it up at Indy, showing some improvement. Look good at Road America, getting better at Indy. Watch out. Guys figuring it out. I'm probably not going to be comfortable rostering him. I, he's, he's going to be priced up next to Gregson and Allgaier. I'd rather take Gregson and Allgaier. I, I probably won't be able to get to those guys anyway because I'm going to spend on AJ or I might get a discount with Austin Hill. I doubt it. He's 9000 any other time. So I'd rather spend on Austin Hill than spend on Josh Berry. Josh Berry's not going to be cheap. They're not going to say, oh, well, he's only got – how many road course races? He's only been in five road course races. We got to give him a we got a discount on his salary. They're not going to do that. He's going to have his typical salary based on his average running position, based on his typical ownership, based on his JRM car. Jeb Burton, not really much there for me. Daniel Hemrick. pretty good last year. That's JRN or that's Junior or JGR. Not as good this year. I believe after the Indianapolis races where he came out and said I'm garbage. Not a good take. Not a good look. He should be performing much better in the solid equipment that he's in. What are you gonna do? Brandon Jones drove through the field. I believe he was in the optimal lineup in Indy. He was unable to qualify just because they were like, well, we think there's they actually might have got out and ran a lap just to Knocked the cobwebs off of it, but uh, he was unable to qualify, so he started in the back. Ends up finishing, what, 15th? I believe he was in the optimal lineup just because he started dead freaking last. And, yeah, 21 place differential points for Brandon Jones. Fun. Brandon Jones is always hard to figure out. Brandon Jones has run in so many Trans Am races. And, I mean, just even if you take out the Trans Am races that he's in and all the ARCA races that he's in, 30 road course races. You expect – now, his high-end results are fine. His high-end results put him up here. But on average, when you look at all of his different races, a guy with 30 road course races, all right, he's got to figure it figured out, right? Not really. Kind of all over the place. He has good races. He has bad races. You watch him run. You just trust your eyes. You never, ever say to yourself, oh, yeah, he's got it figured out. Those 30 races have really worked out. He's really, you know, putting in the work. No, I mean, he's got his 10,000 hours, but it wasn't really 10,000 hours of work. He's out there freaking goofing off, firing up threes. He wasn't methodically practicing. Jamie Clements, Clements, decent road course racer. He's got his win, but he does have what, a couple top tens here. <clears throat> it's fine. Road America, man. Something about Jeremy Clements and Road America. God, who knows what the deal is. If we get Sage Karam, we'll see how that goes. Maybe he gets himself into another fight with uh, – was that Sage Karen down the fight with Gregson? You'd like to see Lally get into a little bit better equipment. When he has had the RCR equipment, I don't know if he's going to run this race, but better equipment. We need it. We see what happens. Good road course racer, but if you put him in a BJ car, you put him in a Tommy Joe Martin's car, it's just not going to work. Lennon Castle is worth considering. Although, but you know, don't worry about this data. It's a junk car. It was that JD Motorsports car. Not good equipment. Wouldn't worry there. 
I expect a little bit more. It's college racing. They've got good road course machines. They've had solid road course results from their entire stable in the past. I expect more, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him deliver a bit more. I don't know if Nemechek's on here. It's just an old cheat name. I don't think Paluto is running. Snyder's halfway decent road course driver. The equipment's not good this year. Much better equipment last year when he's running for RCR. Hint, hint, Austin Hill, Sheldon Creed. If Mike Snyder can put together some really solid road course races, then yeah, of course Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill are going to be in really good spots. And he did do the Euro Series. He's a halfway decent road course racer. If he's cheap, we'll see. Moffat's gone. That's going to be Blaine Perkins. If I remember correctly, Blaine Perkins won at Tool, which is what the Utah Motorsport College, whatever. It's a road course in Utah. If I'm getting it right, I could be mixing that up. You might want to look that up in the ARCA West data, Blaine Perkins, if that's the case. And Blaine Perkins is now with our motorsports. He might be one of these cheap value pump plays to consider. Halfway decent equipment. Our motorsports has produced decent results. There's worse cars out there. Not interested in Sieg. We'll probably get Ty Dillon in the picture, but he'll probably be priced up just a little too high. I don't know what he'll be able to fit. I think that'll do it for us. I don't know if any of these guys are racing because these are old names, still early in the week. Just to wrap up, yeah, Alwyn Dinger's at the top of my list. I really like Austin Hill. I like whoever's going to be in the Hembrick car. I like whoever's going to be in this, whatever it is, Bobby Dodder slash Stuart Haas slash whatever it is, machine. It's been solid this season, and it's been extremely competitive at the road courses. We last witnessed it at Indianapolis, and it was Chase Briscoe. Briscoe finished fifth. Average running position wasn't there. I'd like to see what that is all about. Either way, when it came down to it and everything mattered, he finished fifth in the race car. I like that. Uh, but before I go there, I would probably go Ty Gibbs. I definitely would. So if I were ranking AJ, Hendrick Carr, Hill, Gibbs, then I got a tie between the daughter, Haasmobile, Gregson, Algar. Probably won't go to any of these guys because I don't expect them to lead laps or run fast laps. And they're going to be expensive. And they also more than likely won't get place differential. So they probably won't be on my radar. Much likely, or more, I would rather go to Sheldon Creed, who I expect to be much more cheap or significantly lower priced. And I could see him leading laps, running fast laps, or at least just being as likely as Gregson, Elgar, and these other crew to lead laps in this specific race. And I don't think Gregson has any discernible advantage over Creed. And he's going to cost more. Creed will probably get a lower own. Same thing with Elgar. Augur's better, more experienced, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to translate into he'll lead more laps. It would translate to he's more likely to finish better than Creed. That's a no-brainer. Same thing with Gregson. If we're looking at finishing position, but that's we're talking about a couple points. Now, the DNF rate is high for Creed, but we're talking GPPs. And Cash, I'm not rostering Creed. GPPs, I like Creed. He's less likely to get a good finish, but that's a couple points, maybe. Whereas I could probably get a couple more with fast laps and last laps. Not a lot more, though. It's just a, it's a scenario that I can see happening. And then from there, I, I'm not really that crazy about anybody else. All right. Raceforthepries.com. Red box top right of the screen. 
I'll take you to patreon.com slash Brandon Cruz DFS. That's patreon.com slash Brandon Cruz DSS. DFS. We're out here. And uh, you can consider, think about contributing and getting access to these spreadsheets. If not, jump into live, uh, the live streams. Brandon Cruz, my brain is clocking out, boys and girls. Go to the live stream, hit him up with some super chats. That's how you can contribute. Put some money in our pockets. Thanks for joining me, guys. Have a great week.